0: On today's episode of Sippin' on a 40, we're just having a conversation with Nick Bondi. Look, I was going to do something special for this episode, a.k.a. bring back that Kyle Bowen production, but hey, I'm not smoking weed anymore. I'm feeling less creative, and I still got this damn cold sore on my lip. Where did this come from? How the fuck did I get herpes? I don't know. I don't know, okay? Again, you're just getting this conversation with Nick Bondi. Enjoy the episode of Sippin' on a 40.
1: Man, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight in Vancouver, all my real fans. Yeah, I, lo- I like the shirt. It's fitting the vibe right now. It's a beautiful day out. Of
0: course, Just chilling.
1: Man. Of course, man. And you
0: know what? I got to make the uh, executive decision soon. Do I keep the chest here or not, man? This is what happens when you don't have a beard. It's like you make these decisions. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's oh. a tough
1: call. I say go. I, I, I keep the chest here. I go au oh, naturel. Au oh, naturel, right? It's all I got. Uh,
0: unless, I, unless I try to grow out this beard, I think we should start off with that. Don't you think the city of Vancouver, male or females, right, should treat this like a fucking playoff run? Even though they're probably not going to make it, most likely. Yeah. I mean, come on, they're not making it. But just based on what they're fucking doing, we're talking about the Vancouver Canucks coming off of what? Post everyone getting COVID and now playing hockey, and they're playing gutsy, gutsy hockey. I think we got to show our support, and uh, yeah, do, do the things for the boys. Right, grow, grow that beard for the boys. Let, yeah, the it.
1: home the home stretch uh, the home stretch beard the
0: home stretch beard. the playoff
1: push beard. <gasps>
0: Playoff Let's do push. it. I'm I, down. I wouldn't even call it. All right, God,
1: I, I'll grow it out. I'll grow it out. I'm going to grow it I'll out. I'll grow too. You know what? I'll grow out this facial hair until the Canucks are officially eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, I don't
0: I don't fuck with that. I think we grow it till the end of the season because, again, should they even be playing out here? I guess for a fan or for members of the media, we could bring up the narrative or make up the narrative that they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But, hey, I talked about this before, man, and it kind of, for me, was on a bit of a roller coaster because— of the comments we heard from Pearson and Miller, it kind of sounded like they yo, these guys actually didn't want to play anymore. But when you saw what Horvat said during his presser, dude, the dude, they want to play hockey. And for these athletes, these professional athletes, right? This is just in their fucking DNA. They got to play. They want to play.
1: That's how professional athletes are wired. You said exactly right. You know that they want to play. They're hyper competitive. That's how they got to where they are in their lives is, being, you know, alpha competitors, so to say. And yeah, like it, it sounded like that, I don't think we've talked about these JT Miller comments until now on, on the, uh, on your podcast. But I mean, mm. Tanner Pearson, when he came out to the media, he kind of skirted the line, right? He, he, he was trying to be diplomatic about the whole situation. He came about it as I thought afterwards. I was like, okay, he probably came as close as you can to crossing the line in terms of just absolutely straight up blasting you know, yeah. the NHL and connects in the NPA and connects management for the whole situation. When, when, when Miller comes out, like he, everything was left, nothing was left on the table. He said exactly, exactly what the players, I think, were thinking at, at, at the moment, right? And it, it got obviously the change that was needed. And also, what it was also really telling about the whole situation is the Canucks promoted his whole interview and promoted some yeah. of his quotes on social media. Like they're, they're not doing that unless. You know, there's a lot of people in that organization who who feel the same way JT Miller did. Yeah. So, and, and you know what I liked also as well over the past few days is these guys coming out and talking about their symptoms. Like, if that's a, that's an important part of this whole situation as well, is coming out and saying like how they felt. And hopefully, you know, uh, some people take COVID, you know, maybe take a few more extra precautions or, you know, just, it's easy to forget about, I think sometimes COVID-19 and the effect it can have on people because It has been 13, 14 months of this. It's been a whole calendar year at this point. But it's nice to see, you know, guys like Bo Horvat and Travis Green talk about their situation. I I was worried at some point a guy like Bo Horvat would just be like, well, it's in the past. I don't really want to talk about it anymore. But he was very candid about his situation. And it was was nice to hear.
0: No, I I loved what Bo Horvat had to say and also what he did on the ice today. And, you know, I had to sign off on Twitter because when Miller said what he said, people immediately compared – Horvat to Miller. You know what I'm saying? Because Horvat's yeah. the captain. And I was just pissed off. Like, how do people who don't play fucking sports, who don't play professional sports, how, how do they think they know how leadership works at that fucking level? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. Bull Horvat, just because what? He's not as outspoken as JT yeah. Miller? Dude, that's not how it fucking works. It, it was actually annoying to see some people in uh, the Canucks blogosphere question Horvat's leadership just based on miller yeah. saying what he said it's an absolute disgrace and it's it's fucking Canucks twitter for you man that's some that's
1: some baloney to be honest well, that's like, a fucking I think, baloney I, think, I i think you know they they send they send miller out there not because j uh, miller out there yeah just because miller saw a better leader or more indicative mm-hmm. of the leadership structure inside the Vancouver Canucks well jt miller's been around here for a year and a half We know how he operates he's a straight shooter yeah, he is. and he's going to te- and he's going to tell you how he fucking feels and that's why you know the Vancouver Canucks sent him out there. Like, make no mistake. I think it was a you know a concerted effort by the Vancouver Canucks to get that point out there. And I think JT Miller probably said those points a lot better than Bo Horvat possibly could. But Bo, Horvat threw his own shots yes. on Friday. And you know, I think the biggest part of the, of the whole Bo Horvat uh, press conference was when I, I believe it was Thomas Trance of the Athletic asked about what support you got from ownership and management during the whole, whole COVID outbreak. And he pretty much skirted that whole question. He, he said, he didn't say anything about ownership or management in his response. He said, I, I you know, we got a lot of he pretty much deflected yeah, yeah, and yeah. said, and yeah, we got a lot of support from the fans and, you know, other players around the league. That was, that was, that was a very telling moment as it well. Was for the so so, diff- it, was, it was so telling.
0: It was so telling. styles by of
1: leadership, me. different styles of leadership. That's yes. all this.
0: Okay. So, Yes, different styles of leadership. Anyone that is criticizing Bo Horvat just because he's not a straight shooter, whatever the fuck that means, stop watching the game of hockey. You know that guy's a fucking (laughs) leader, bro. No, real talk. On the ice, bro, that that motherfucker is a real motherfucking leader, and look what he did today. Perfect
1: example tonight.
0: Exactly, exactly. And just based on Horvat's comments, I'm not going to lie, man, that threw me off. That threw me off. Him pretty much ignoring the question altogether, right? Pretty much ignoring the question, and it just had me feeling ill about this organization because the top is so sour the top is so sour it's beginning to be really sour with Aquilini and it's kind of been that way with Benning for a while and it has me discouraged for 2022 because this year on the ice again I'm not thinking they're gonna pull a fucking miracle out of here out of here real talk if they do this and somehow make the playoffs being what eight points behind or ten points behind with four games in hand after everyone getting sick with COVID. That's a fucking miracle. They're making the DVD. Uh, do they even make
1: DVDs anymore? Ha <laughs> No fucking DVD. No, they'll, they'll make an Amazon Prime yeah. uh, series about them. Exactly, that's a new trend. exactly.
0: It's probably not going to happen. But yeah, it, no one is allowed to fucking criticize Bo Horvath's leadership. It's just, it's just complete bullshit. Straight up. It's, again, had me logging off on Twitter because... Some of y'all just fucking idiots, not going to lie. And yeah, Aquilini and Benning, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you're listening to this goddamn podcast, you are ruining things for the people in this city and this organization. Look, I, was th- I-, I tweeted this out, right? I don't even want to watch the game today because of what the top looks like and what they've done with my perception of this team. Look, if we're, if we're talking about the younger generation, right? I'm an old man, right? I'm up there in age, right? I'm an old man, almost 30 years old. I swear to you, man, working in a studio. I also have this one kid who I work with on the 8-4 to four side of things. Dude, these young chaps, people under the age of 18, they don't give a fuck about the Canucks. They don't give a fuck about the Canucks. They'll watch hockey. They'll cheer for Chicago or another team, you know, whoever they were watching when they were coming up. But, hey, the Canucks are just not a popular team to like, and I think it has to do, again, with the top, and it's, uh, it's a bad thing. We're with Nick Mondi on Sippin' on a 40. Look how negative we are. After you know this, this dope. This performance. might go
1: down as this will probably go down as the best win of the season.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. This everything
1: that I had that's happened the past three weeks and to come out and, and to beat the Leafs in overtime. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how this team plays the next few games because they didn't look that bad out there. I it was I was honestly pleasantly surprised by how they connect, and I came in with an open mind. I was I, I yeah. tweeted at the time like, "Don't don't make fun of their turnover. Don't <laughs> yeah. say anything about the turnover." I loved. It. I was willing I, I was willing to come in with a very open mind of their performance, given what they had gone through the past two and a half weeks. But they look they look half decent, and obviously a lot of it was due to Holtby, you know, standing on his head obviously getting COVID yeah. for him means t- turning into next Dominic Hasek. Like he was making some crazy acrobatic <laughs> saves out there, yeah. but you know, I, I, I'm interested to see the next few games, how, how they look, because I, I can honestly see, you know, a, a lot of their performance site was adrenaline. Like this is the, this is the first game in three weeks. You mentioned it earlier. These are hyper competitive athletes. They want to go out. They want to perform. Yeah. They want to prove the world wrong. Yeah. And how many times have we seen it in sports, all different sports time and time again, when you are back, up against the wall, being that pressure, being back up against the wall, us against the world, is one of the best motivational tools out there, and they use that to their full advantage tonight. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see how they play the rest of the season because again, yeah, I can I I can see them falling flat on their face next game against the Leafs, which is I, I believe Tuesday, just because it's not they're not going to have the same adrenaline adrenaline rush, sorry, that they had tonight.
0: No, 100. If you, even if you look in. Look at this game going into the third period. They're they're being outplayed by a lot, and something just happened in that third period that that really helped the team out. And that Hooglander goal, uh, it, it wasn't the prettiest. Is, it, is this the,
1: Leafs loss worse than the David Ayers loss? <laughs> no, no, no way. Or is that still number one? No, I think still, that's still, that's number, that's still, one. still number, number one. Given the that's still
0: number one, man. That's still number one. Losing to
1: a literal Zamboni driver. Exactly. That, uh, that'll never Leafs, be top.
0: The Leafs still got a point in this. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't it wasn't the worst performance by them, and uh, it was just that Holpi save. I mean. That save was uh the turning point. Look, that was a ridiculous look, save, bro. Look,
1: the betting markets, I was checking out I'm, I'm, I'm a gambler, it's free yeah. money, go check it out. Yeah, I'm a gambler, all right? I'm gonna check out the betting markets before this game. And the, the least before this game were minus 360 something. What does that mean? Favorites on the money line, which means it's an implied probability of about 75%. That's how favorite how, how big of a favorite they were heading into this game. So, you lay down 10 bucks, you might get $4 back. Like that's how big of a favorites they were. Wow. It, it's a big upset for the Vancouver Canucks. And it, it's, it, it, I think it'll go down as the, as the best one of the season <laughs> yeah. so far. And, it's been a, and the yeah. Leafs power play, my God, like do they suck? <laughs> like We, we complain about, we complain about the power play and the special teams in, in, in Vancouver. At least have so much more like forward talent. And that's what their power play looks like. Like they should have scored at least two goals on that, on that five-minute hit, on that five-minute uh, major from Alex Edler, which we can get into now if you want, the whole Alex oh, Edler dude. on Zach Hyman situation.
0: Well, well, go for it because I only watched the third period, to be honest. I'm Kyle Bown and Okay, I, well, I met, yeah, I met my Alex
1: Edler and his knee e hit on uh, on Zach Hyman. Uh, it, it's a tough situation. Obviously, Edler is at, is at fault, but, you know, the situation uh, where the Canucks were at, you know, these guys are super tired. They're they're gassed, <laughs> and when you're when out. you're gassed like that, and when you're super tired, and when you haven't played in three weeks, stuff like this can happen, and it's unfortunate for for the Leafs obviously because Hyman's a big part of their team. He's kind of he's kind of the Alex Burroughs of that team in the sense that he's kind of like you know that unheralded player who fits perfectly with their stars. But I, I, I'm a Leafs hater, so I'm not going to feel too bad for them that oh, Zach wow. Hyman's probably out for a while. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. Don't care. A Nick Bondi, just a mean motherfucker. Okay, I, I, I can see Alex Edler getting fined or getting like a one-game suspension because I hit. I could see because it's, it's a high-profile, it's a high-profile game. It's the Leaves. Yeah, the league has to do something.
0: I could see Alex Edler wanting a ten-game suspension if, just so he can. Yeah, chill I, up, yeah, chill yeah at home. give me a
1: rest. <laughs>
0: give me more of a rest. Let me chill at home. It was just a uh, traumatizing time for some of these players. Again, COVID nineteen, the COVID Canucks. Real talk, and I, I know that's maybe a, a a bad pun to use, but realistically speaking, the whole team had COVID. So again, this is why Bondi's saying this. the is,
1: COVID Canucks. I like it. This is. I also wa- I also like the column. Uh, I was telling us in a the group chat. And I was in days of our Canucks. Because it's like all the all the drama that's gone on with this so much with this drama, team this season. So like like, like all, the Canucks might have the most drama from any NHL team this season.
0: Yes, a hundred percent, Probably, hundred right? And- like
1: it's been ridiculous the storylines that have come out of this.
0: And it goes back to you know what's going to happen in the future with this team over the next couple weeks, the the next couple games. Nobody's going to get yeah. fucking pissed off at the on ice performance. Uh, real talk, nobody no. is, and a lot of people are just going to save that angst to analyze even more what's going on at the top of this organization because Elliot Friedman said a lot of things over the weekend too. And now I'm kind of getting the, the hunch that yo Jim Benning actually may be gone, which in my opinion, I know you should never be celebrating somebody getting fired, but something has to change with this team because if the same people are at the top, I swear to you, 2022 is not going to look any better for this organization.
1: It really isn't. Look, we, we can say right now, change, you know, the change has to come, changes in a But how many times have we said that over the past? I know. H- however many years. So I We have said it on this network before. Jim Benning is like a cockroach after a nuclear apocalypse. Wow. He will find a way. He will find a way to survive. That's just his how he's been. How he's been at the Vancouver Canucks for the past few seasons, right? And I know, I, know, I, I think know. he's pretty close. I, I, I remember reading this somewhere. I, I think he's. I think it was Alex Blair on on, uh, on Power Towels was telling me this. That he's on track to be the longest-serving GM of the Vancouver Canucks history, more than Pat Quinn, more than Mike Gillis. It, it's shocking when you when you when you hear something like that. But yeah, he's on pace to be. You know, the longest serving GM in Canucks history. And I I think, you know, I can foresee a situation where Jim Benning becomes the quote unquote sacrificial lamb to, you know, appease everyone in mm-hmm. the offseason. Because if you listen to those Elliott Friedman comments on, I'm assuming you're talking about his comments yeah. on Saturday headlines yeah. on Hockey Night in Canada. That's some damn damning stuff. Like that's that some is, damn, you know, damn, players are pissed off, and some, exactly. something has to change. Something does have to change.
0: Yo, Bondi, exactly. It's not the fucking media. It's not the fans. It's now the players, and it's now the that's, players that's who have cancerous. turned on Jim
1: Betting, and that could and that could change everything.
0: So look what happened over the last ten to twelve months with this team, right? They do their thing in the bubble playoffs. So what? So what? It seemed like a mirage. It really did. It really did. And then you see who leaves the team and as fans and as media members, we kind of get it because cap hell, blah, blah, blah. You got to move on, blah, blah, blah. But for the team, for the players, the people who are actually doing the business, that, that kind of hurt them more out moral wise, like that, that hurt them. And then you see what happens here with, uh, what happened with COVID-19 and the Vancouver Canucks and the lack of and support from Jim Bennett It's,
1: it's, it's communication it's again, man. Like it's how gross. many times have we talked about the communication issues and this management team, Mm-hmm. As with its players. Like it's it's the same story with Troy Stetcher, Tyler tofoley Jim Benning never really got back to them. He never really One of the worst communicators
0: in the, in the world of sports is Jim Benning. Honestly speaking. And it's it, pretty that's a clear fact.
1: that's you know the big issue with with the team with this COVID outbreak is they were not kept in the loop. And I think that's I think that's you know the phrase Elliot Freeman said, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, or or one of the insiders said like the Canucks didn't feel they were kept in the loop. That's sad and that's a big that's issue. Sad. And that's a that big is issue. sad.
0: We're talking about a National Hockey League team that plays in fucking Vancouver, in Canada. That is sad. That is pathetic. And again, I think what Elliot Freeman said this Saturday, it gave me the hunch that it's possible if Jim Benning, well, it's possible for Jim Benning not to come back next season, which again, it's, that's a great thing for this team and the future of this team. And it sounds fucking harsh to say, but look at the stats and now look at what's happened with a serious issue. You cannot have that at the top of your organization. That is cancerous and that cannot happen to a team in Canada. Real talk that's, that's yeah. not fair to the people in Vancouver. So there's a lot to, uh, there's a lot to talk about always with this team and. Change has to happen. It really,
1: it really, really does, but don't, but don't underestimate the cheapness of Francesco oh, Aquilini and the Aquilinis during this time. <laughs> I, I feel like I've said this on the, on, on this podcast before the short term future of the Vancouver Canucks is entirely determined on when they can start selling tickets.
0: Okay. for games
1: you, at Rogers Arena again. You're bringing Once up the happens, tickets. you're going to see a few more changes.
0: You're bringing up the ticket thing, right? Okay. Obviously the Canucks went through a lot this year and it may mask the reality of this team, but yo, this this is a fucking smart ass fan base. If it's the same people at the top and pretty much the same team, yo, are people going to sell out Rogers Arena? Are people going to do the that question. even That's if the they question. missed hockey you know, for I almost 20 Francesco months? I think Francesco has to ask exactly. at this point. It's, it's, it won't happen. It won't happen. People are frustrated. People are frustrated. And look at the city that we live in. Look at behind me, right? Shout out to Don't Go. Look at the city that we live in. It's a beautiful place. The, if the hockey team is trash, it's not like trash out of nowhere. It'll be, if the hockey team is trash next season, what would that be? That would be like, what, year eight? It's a lot of time. That's a lot of life for people, okay? A lot of life. They're not going to want to come to the games, okay? They're not going to want to come to the games. It will happen. It will happen. I know it. I know it. It's, it's gross. It really is gross. I saw somebody compare the Vancouver Canucks over the past week to the Ottawa Senators, and that's not because of the, just the on-ice product. It's because of the bullshit at the top, and that's gross. It's disgusting. That's not a good company to keep. It's bad. It's bad. Now, Bondi and I, at the top of this conversation, I think we've got to end it with this. Again, the people of Vancouver, the city of Vancouver, let's grow those beards. Let's do it till the end of the season. Win or lose, let's grow those beards. Solidarity, Right. For the brothers on the I'm ice. In. I'm down. I'm down. Nuxmiss Connick doing it. I'm down. I'm I can't. Down. Grow-
1: I, already got, I already got some nice I'm, I'm nice and thick right now. I can't really do I can it. Go, I can go I'ma another do month. My best. I can
0: go another month. Easy. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. Why not? Right? Why not? The ladies the ladies love the beard. Right? Come on, man. Why not? Why not do it? Why not do it? I'm excited to not just grow this beard, but just just to see change with this team. And Elliot Friedman, again, for the third time, he gave me some hope. Can we give a round of applause to Elliot Friedman, one of the more notorious dudes that talk about Vancouver? Let's be honest, let's be real. He gave us some hope. Um, I, I guess I'll actually end it on this note. We haven't talked
1: in a while. How's how, how's it going, Bonnie? How's life? Life's life's pretty good right now, man. Like it's been nice weather. Been spending some time outside, some yeah, been man. golfing. You know, nice time out in the park with buddies. There you go, been man. Chill. There there it's you been go. nice. I've been uh, chilling
0: outside a lot as well, man, and. I'm loving it. Spending less time in the studio, which in most cases I don't really like. But for some reason over the past week, I never wanted to be here. I'd be here for like an hour. It's like, yo, it's time to go outside. It's time to go outside. It's time to see something. Uh,
1: it, it's it When when you get weather like this in like mid-April, like yeah. you get to take advantage of it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And especially uh, when there's really not much to do in the world. We are, we are fucking definitely blessed. At least we live in British Columbia. Real talk. You can go anywhere. Anywhere in this damn province. 30 minutes east, west, north, or south, you're going to find something to look at. (laughs) Real talk. That's how nice this place is. Bondi, thanks for your time, man. No problem, man. Always happy to do it. Cool, cool, cool. You're listening to Sippin' on a 40. (laughs) Hope you had fun listening to that conversation. Go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a three if you thought it was mediocre. Give us a five if you had a good time. Give us a one if we sucked ass. Okay, give us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to the podcast and the network wherever... You'll listen to those podcasts. My name, Kyle Bowen, K-Y-L-E-B-H-A-W-A-N. Hey, a big reason why we couldn't give you a special episode today, it's because I got to talk about books. Yes, what the fuck you're reading on TikTok, the man, a.k.a. V, he's in the studio, and that means we got to get to work, okay? This guy does not want me talking about a fifth-place, sixth-place hockey team, okay? He doesn't. He doesn't. We got to talk about those books. Hey, the Vancouver Canucks, they made the city proud today. Grow those beards. Have a good morning a good afternoon, a good night. We don't know when you're listening to this, but we, yes, we appreciate it. Peace.